Thank you for joining me today as we uncover the next woman in our series, Women of the Bible. Today, we're going to look into the life of Rebecca. She is the wife of Isaac, the long-awaited son of Sarah and Abraham. And Rebecca's story is written in the chapters 24 through 27 of Genesis. And chapter 24 is a love story because with much prayer, Rebecca was discovered as the chosen wife for Isaac. And to give you a little background on this, we pick up with Isaac, who's mourning the loss of his mother. He was 37 when she passed, and he's now 40. And his father, Abraham, is like, mm, it's time for him to take a wife. But he did not want him to take a wife from the women of Canaan because they were known to be idolaters. So he trusted his servant, who was a godly man, to go back to his family in Haran and seek the wife that God would have for Isaac. So the servant's obedient. He goes on his way and he's in prayer that the Lord would guide him to the woman that he's chosen for Isaac. And he comes into Haran with his 10 camels and uh, men to help him on his journey. And um, he comes to a well and he's praying to the Lord. He has a strategy as to how he's going to know exactly who God has chosen for Isaac's bride. And as he finishes his prayer, this beautiful woman comes up to the well with her pitcher on her shoulder and she draws water. And this trusted servant asks her to give him drink. And she gives him drink. And without even being asked, she gives drink to, to the 10 camels. And you know that took a lot of water, right? So this was a sign that she was the one. So he asked her, Who are you? And um, she proceeds to tell him that she is the daughter of Abraham's nephew. So again, God blessed because that's who Abraham had told him to go and find a wife from his family. So he was so overjoyed and was just praising the Lord because look what he had done. He had been successful in his journey. Well, almost. He still had to... Um, talk to the family and to see if she was willing to go. But he was just overjoyed at answered prayer, as we all are when we pray for something and God moves and we, we see his hand in it. So he tells her why he's there and who has sent him and that Abraham had sent him. And Abraham was very well known and his family is becoming very successful uh, servant of the Lord. They were excited. So she runs and tells her family and her brother Laban comes and meets with the servant. They go back to the house. He tells them all these things and he gave Rebecca earrings and bracelets of gold when he first met her. And she and God showed that she was the one. And now he's given gifts to her mother and to Laban from Abraham. So they talk about it and they agree that if she's willing, that she could go with him to become the wife of Abraham's son, Isaac. So he's so overjoyed. He's so excited. He just praises the Lord that this is this has been a successful journey. And he's so ready to go back and deliver the news to his master, Isaac, that he had found him a wife. So he's ready to go. And the family's like, well, we would really like for her to stay at least 10 more days before you leave. And he's like, no, I've got to go. I've got to go. He was so excited to get back. And they were like, well, let's ask her if she's ready. And they call her, ask her, will thou go with this man? 
to become the wife of Isaac. And she said, I will go. That's such a moving, moving conversation because, you know, God asks us that question sometimes. Will you go? And are we willing? So it really makes us mindful of how God works and how he communicates with us. So they pack up and they're on their way back to Canaan. And as they get closer to the homestead, they see a man in the field and it's Isaac doing his evening meditation. He sees this caravan coming and he sees that there's more people in the caravan than who left. So he knows the servant has been successful. So he starts to walk toward the caravan and she asks the servant, who is this man in the field coming toward us? And he tells her, this is Isaac. She puts on her veil and she's ready to meet him. And they come together. Isaac takes her into Sarah's tent and he takes her as his wife. And he loved her. He loved her, it says. So the two become one. They're joined in marriage. And Isaac is happy. He's, he's found love, filled that hole, that emptiness of the loss of his mother. And we find that Rebecca's about 20 and Isaac is 40 and they're together. They're enjoying life together. And the Bible tells us that Rebecca's barren. They're having trouble having children. Again, we see this common element with Sarah and now her daughter-in-law. And I'm sure Isaac was told these stories about how hard it was for Sarah to have him and how she thought that it was impossible for him to come, but God had another plan. And he trusted in the Lord. And the word tells us that he pleaded with God on behalf of his wife. Because as we know, a woman that deals with barrenness, she's grieved by the fact that she cannot bring forth a child. And he loved her so and to watch her anguish. And he's pleading with the Lord and he tells him, you know, this was your promise to my father Abraham. And I know this has to be because you said it would be. He had faith in what the Lord had told his father, that his seed would be, become a great nation and it would be multiplied. His descendants would be great. And he had to carry on that lineage. So he knew it was a matter of time. It took 20 years. God moves in his time, not our time. And that is so hard to wait and see that he believed. I'm sure Rebecca believed because his faith was so strong that she believed as well that it would happen. It would just have to be in God's timing, not theirs. The time came and Rebecca conceived and she felt the struggle within her. And she was concerned because when you go through barrenness and you're expecting you live a life of expectations. Will this be the month that God blesses me with a child? And now it's happened. And you know she has to be somewhat concerned that something would happen to the pregnancy. And she wouldn't be able to bring forth the child. So she prays to God, how can this be? Help me to understand this. And God's so good. That when you ask, He'll talk to you and he'll let you know. In Genesis 25, 23, it tells us the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger 
than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. She had twin boys. The first one came out. He was red. He was hairy, and they named him Esau. And the second one came out holding the heel of the first one, and his name was Jacob. And don't you know that they had to just praise God for his faithfulness and for his blessing on them? Here, they, their little family was complete. They had now had children, two boys. They watched them grow, and they became men. And we find that there's another similarity in the life of Isaac and Rebekah in that there was a famine in the land. Mm. And they went into the land of Gerar. Isaac, like his father Abraham, was overtaken with fear because we have been told in the scriptures that Rebekah was beautiful. And she's from that family that Sarah came from. So I'm sure the, the beauty of the ladies were in the bloodline. And like his father, Isaac was overcome with fear and asked her, will you please tell them that you're my sister? if they ask, because they would kill me to take you. And sure enough, they made the inquiry of who she was. And he said, she's my sister. So they took her into the kingdom. And thank goodness, God is in control. And he was going to protect her because she was the wife of Isaac. And he wanted to protect her because as we spoke before, you know, that's a bad situation to be in. And it would do harm for years to come. It would be hard, I would think, for them to deal with that if something had happened in the kingdom, if if someone had taken her. It would have, I think there would have been a lot of guilt that a couple in marriage would have to overcome, right? So he looks out the window one day and sees that Isaac is caressing her as a wife, not as not as a sister. And the king calls him in and says, you know, why did you tell me she was your sister or she was your wife? And again, he says, I was afraid. And they were like, you know, don't bring this guilt on us. Don't, don't do this to us and bring pretty much sin into our kingdom. And, and he was an idolater as well. But um, he told the people to not harm them and let them go. And, and they left. But again, like father, like son, right? Sometimes we repeat of our father. So they go on and we find that Rebecca played favorites. Her favorite was Jacob because after all, this is who God had told her would be the one that would carry on his covenant because the elder would serve the younger. Isaac, on the other hand, was very fond of Esau. That was his favorite. And we can see the other one in their children. Isaac looked at Esau and saw a very strong man, a very much a doer, just like his wife, Rebecca. And Rebecca saw in Jacob, Isaac, a very simple man, a very kind and good man. And herein lies a lot of problems for families. When you show favoritism one over the other, it harms the family. Nothing good comes from having favorites and showing partiality to one over the other. It brings strife. I can speak to it um, as a witness to it in my own family, that 
feelings are hurt. Sometimes relationships are broken and and they don't get fixed in time to make amends. It, it can go on for a lifetime. And there's nothing good that comes out of that. And the Bible tells us that. There is nothing good about that. And it comes time that Isaac is getting old in age and he calls Esau and says, you know, it's time that I give you the blessing as the firstborn. And Rebecca overhears the conversation that Isaac and Esau are having and she calls Jacob and she devises a plan that you need to go into your father, Isaac, as Esau and take the blessing of the firstborn. Again, here we have Rebecca trying to help God, right? Because God had told her that the elder would be serving the younger, and she knew that God would give the blessing, the covenant of Abraham through Jacob. But she thought that she had to make that happen. And God didn't need her help. He can take care of things the way he needs to take care of them. And again, this caused a lot of strife in the family. And Jacob trusted his mother and did as she asked. He didn't even debate it. He, his only concern was, mother, he's going to touch me because Esau was very hairy. And he's going to know that I'm Jacob and not Esau. So they devised the plan that he would go and take two of the uh, young sheep and she would fix the food as he requested of Esau to taste like venison. And they would use the skin to put on his hands, the back of his neck. So if his father touched him, that he would think that he was Esau and he would give him the blessing of the firstborn. And when he went in to his father, Isaac, Isaac questioned it because he was like, you sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. So he gave him the blessing. When Esau found out about this, he was livid because he had already sold because he had already sold his birthright to Jacob because he really didn't put a lot of faith in it and he, it was not that big a deal to him so Esau was the hunter right he pretty much said when his father Isaac passed away he was going to kill him he was going to kill Jacob for doing this um so his mother was very scared that Jacob would be killed so she tells him, you've got to leave. Go back to the land of Haran with my brother Laban. Leave. Protect yourself and go. And so he goes in. His father prays over him and he leaves and he goes. And Rebecca never sees her favorite son again. That was the last time. There's consequences to our actions. And Isaac and Rebecca's relationship was never the same. I'm sure it had problems back even when they were young, when there was favoritism with Jacob by Rebecca and Esau by Isaac. But I'm sure Isaac loved them both. He just loved that Esau was a man's man, the hunter, and would go out and he, he loved his venison stew. But harm comes to a family when favoritism is shown. And they were left with Esau, a son that had married women of Canaan, idolaters. And after Jacob had done this to him, he even went and took a wife from one of uh, Ishmael's 
sons, daughters. So to bring it to a close, Isaac loved Rebecca. I'm sure Rebecca loved Isaac in her own way, but through the years, she made some bad decisions. And Romans even tells us in chapter 3, verse 8, that let us do evil that good may come. That is not God's way, not his way at all. And James 1, 20 tells us wrong is never right. Even though God had told her that the elder would serve the younger, he wasn't telling her to take any action to make that happen. She was to trust him and let his plan unfold. But sometimes we're just too quick to make decisions that are not godly. We have to be in communication with God. We have to read his word. We have to let the Spirit guide us, especially raising children and being able to love without conditions. As a mother, you can harm your children so much when you show favoritism because you're telling them they're not good enough. And I know I'm not a mother, but I've seen it happen with my own eyes in a relationship between a mother and a child. And it hurts to the core when you feel that you're not good enough and that you there's nothing you can do to become good enough because all their love, all their attention is on this other child. Love does hurt. So we have to have that love that God is. And he shows us his love by his sacrifice on the cross. And he loves us all the same, the sinner and the saint. He loves them all and wants them to come to him for salvation, to honor and obey him and be surrendered to him so we can enjoy that perfect life that he has for us. So we must live by his truth and his ways. And the only way we can do that is to stay in his word. So thank you for joining me today. I hope that you can take this life of Rebecca and apply it to your own life. Stay in prayer, stay in the word, and let the spirit guide and direct you in all your ways. Until next time, God bless.